Good evening. To open our meeting tonight, Lil, will you please announce the first hymn? Hymn number 83. God made all his creatures free. Life itself is liberty. God ordained no other bends than united hearts and hands. Hymn number 83. would like to follow along with the readings, please go to our website and on the home page you will see the link to the live broadcast. Click on that and you will see the place to click for the Wednesday evening text. That's where you'll find the readings for tonight. The theme for tonight is, How Great is God Almighty, Who Has Made All Things Well. And the readings will now be given by Amanda from Missouri. The Bible. Genesis. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. And God said, Let the waters bring forth abundantly the moving creature that hath life, and fowl that may fly above the earth in the open firmament of heaven. And God created great whales, and every living creature that moveth, which the waters brought forth abundantly after their kind, and every winged fowl after his kind. And God saw that it was good. And God made the beast of the earth after his kind, and cattle after their kind, and everything that creepeth upon the earth after his kind. And God saw that it was good. And to every beast of the earth, 
and to every fowl of the air, and to everything that creepeth upon the earth, wherein there is life. I have given every green herb for meat, and it was so. And God saw everything that he had made, and behold, it was very good. Isaiah The wolf also shall dwell with the lamb, and the leopard shall lie down with the kid, and the calf and the young lion and the fatling together, and a little child shall lead them. And the cow and the bear shall feed. Their young ones shall lie down together. And the lion shall eat straw like the ox. And the sucking child shall play on the hole of the asp. And the weaned child shall put his hand on the cockatrice's den. They shall not hurt nor destroy in all my holy mountain. For the earth shall be full of the knowledge of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. Genesis Noah was a just man, and perfect in his generations, and Noah walked with God. And God remembered Noah, and every living thing, and all the cattle that was with him in the ark. And God made a wind to pass over the earth, and the waters assuaged. And God spake unto Noah, saying, Go forth of the ark, thou, and thy wife, and thy sons, and thy sons' wives with thee. Bring forth with thee every living thing that is with thee, of all flesh, both of fowl and of cattle, and of every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth and I will establish my covenant with you. Neither shall all flesh be cut off any more by the waters of a flood. Neither shall there any more be a flood to destroy the earth. And I will remember my covenant, which is between me and you and every living creature of all flesh. Psalms I am God, even thy God. Every beast of the forest is mine, and the cattle upon a thousand hills. I know all the fowls of the mountains, and the wild beasts of the field are mine. The Lord is good to all, and his tender mercies are over all his works. He sendeth the springs into the valleys, which run among the hills. They give drink to every beast of the field. The wild asses quench their thirst. By them shall the fowls of the heaven have their habitation, which sing among the branches. He causes the grass to grow for the cattle, and herb for the service of man that he may bring forth food out of the earth. The trees of the Lord are full of sap, the cedars of Lebanon, which he hath planted, where the birds make their nests. As for the stork, the fir trees are her house. 
the high hills are a refuge for the wild goats and the rocks for the conies. He appointed the moon for seasons. The sun knoweth his going down. Thou makest darkness, and it is night, wherein all the beasts of the forest do creep forth. The young lions roar after their prey and seek their meat from God. The sun ariseth, they gather themselves together and lay them down in their dens. O Lord, how manifold are thy works! In wisdom hast thou made them all. The earth is full of thy riches. So is this great and wide sea, wherein are things creeping innumerable, both small and great beasts. There is that Leviathan, whom thou hast made to play therein. These wait all upon thee, that thou mayest give them their meat in due season. That thou givest them they gather, thou openest thine hand, they are filled with good. The glory of the Lord shall endure forever. The Lord shall rejoice in his works. Job Canst thou by searching find out God? Canst thou find out the Almighty unto perfection? But ask now the beasts, and they shall teach thee, and the fowls of the air, and they shall tell thee. Or speak to the earth, and it shall teach thee. And the fishes of the sea shall declare unto thee, In whose hand is the soul of every living thing, and the breath of all mankind. Revelation And every creature which is in heaven, and on the earth, and under the earth, and such as are in the sea, and all that are in them, heard I saying, Blessing, and honor, and glory, and power, be unto him that sitteth upon the throne, and unto the Lamb, for ever and ever. I will now read correlative passages from Science and Health with Key to the Scriptures and Prose Works by Mary Baker Eddy. All things are created spiritually. Mind, not matter, is the creator. Love, the divine principle, is the father and mother of the universe, including man. God is the life or intelligence which forms and preserves the individuality and identity of animals as well as of men. The true sense of being and its eternal perfection should appear now, even as it will hereafter. To sense, the lion of today is the lion of 6,000 years ago, but in science, spirit sends forth its own harmless likeness. 
God fashions all things after his own likeness. The decaying flower, the blighted bud, the gnarled oak, the ferocious beast, like the discords of disease, sin, and death, are unnatural. They are the falsities of sense, the changing deflections of mortal mind. They are not the eternal realities of mind. It is the general belief that the lower animals are less sickly than those possessing higher organizations, especially those of the human form. This would indicate that there is less disease in proportion as the force of mortal mind is less pungent or sensitive, and that health attends the absence of mortal mind. A fair conclusion from this might be that it is the human belief and not the divine arbitrament which brings the physical organism under the yoke of disease. Error of thought is reflected in error of action. The continual contemplation of existence as material and corporeal, as beginning and ending, and with birth, decay, and dissolution as its component stages, hides the true and spiritual life and causes our standard to trail in the dust. If life has any starting point whatsoever, then the great I am is a myth. If life is God, as the scriptures imply, then life is not embryonic. It is infinite. An egg is an impossible enclosure for deity. All must be mind, or else all must be matter. Neither can produce the other. Animals and mortals metaphorically present the gradation of mortal thought, rising in the scale of intelligence, taking form in masculine, feminine, or neuter gender. The fowls, which fly above the earth in the open firmament of heaven, correspond to aspirations soaring beyond and above corporeality, to the understanding of the incorporeal and divine principle, love. Spirit blesses the multiplication of its own pure and perfect ideas. From the infinite elements of the one mind emanate all form, color, quality, and quantity, and these are mental, both primarily and secondarily. Their spiritual nature is discerned only through the spiritual senses. The little fishes in my fountain must have felt me when I stood silently beside it, where they came out in orderly line to the rim where I stood. Then I fed these sweet little thoughts that, not fearing me, thought their food of me. Spirit diversifies, classifies, and individualizes all thoughts, which are as eternal as the mind conceiving them. But the intelligence, existence, and continuity of all individuality 
remain in God, who is the divinely creative principle thereof. God creates all forms of reality. His thoughts are spiritual realities. So-called mortal mind, being non-existent and consequently not within the range of immortal existence, could not, by simulating deific power, invert the divine creation and afterwards recreate persons or things upon its own plane since nothing exists beyond the range of all-inclusive infinity, in which and of which God is the sole creator. Mind, joyous in strength, dwells in the realm of mind. Mind's infinite ideas run and disport themselves. In humility, they climb the heights of holiness. The individuality created by God is not carnivorous, as witness the millennial estate pictured by Isaiah. All of God's creatures, moving in the harmony of science, are harmless, useful, indestructible. A realization of this grand verity was a source of strength to the ancient worthies. It supports Christian healing and enables its possessor to emulate the example of Jesus, and God saw that it was good. Love's ideas are subject to the mind which forms them. Christian science gives neither moral right nor mind to harm either man or beast. God is really all. Creation evolution, or manifestation, being in and of spirit, mind, and all that really is, must be spiritual and mental. This is science, and is susceptible of proof. That which he creates is good, and he makes all that is made. We will now have a moment of silent prayer and then follow by repeating together the Lord's Prayer. Power. Uh-huh. 
groups, will you please announce the next hymn? Hymn number 327. The God who made both heaven and earth and all that they contain will never quit his steadfast truth nor make his promise vain. Hymn number 327. Welcome to the Plainfield Christian Science Church Independent. <clears throat> this is our Wednesday testimony meeting for Wednesday, February 24th, 2021. At all of our meetings and services, we read from the Bible and from the writings of Mary Baker Eddy. People from all over the world have found our church and we are very thankful for each and every one of you who have found us. We maintain an inspiring <clears throat> and enlightening website, plainfieldcs.com, that is constantly being updated with fresh and timely items to read, study, and listen to. In fact, we have a number of websites in several different languages. Everyone is welcome and encouraged to look through our websites. They are all free of charge. Since we just had a Bible study last Saturday morning, the next Bible study will be on sat the Saturday after next, 
March 6, 2021. The Bible study questions will be posted on the church website, so be sure to keep an eye out for them and join us on Saturday, March 6, at 10 a.m. for a lively discussion. <clears throat> on Sundays, we begin at 10 a.m. with our roundtable discussion, and then our church service begins at 11. Our Sunday school meets every Sunday at 11 a.m. also. The Sunday school is open to children from anywhere. It has its own teleconference number. So if you have a child who does not live in the area and would like to attend, they can attend by telephone. Please call the church to get the phone number and we'll be very happy to welcome your child. And we also have a nursery for infants and toddlers at all our services. So be sure to bring the little ones along too. We've been busy publishing and mailing. The February newsletter has been printed and mailed. And in case you didn't hear on Sunday, Peter and Faith have just finished another CD called Life in God. You can order them through the store tab on our church website. And the price is $15 within the United States and $18 for international delivery. I will now read from the church manual by Mary Baker Eddy, the section entitled Testimonials. Glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's, St. Paul. Testimony in regard to the healing of the sick is highly important. More than a mere rehearsal of blessings, it scales the pinnacle of praise and illustrates the demonstration of Christ, who healeth all thy diseases. This testimony, however, shall not include a description of symptoms or suffering, although the generic name of the disease may be indicated. For everyone who gives a testimony tonight, we would ask that you please keep your remarks to within four minutes. This will give everyone the opportunity to share their offering tonight. For those who are on the telephone, when you are ready to give a testimony, please press the star button twice on your telephone. Also, keep in mind when you do, we are going to be able to hear you as well as any other sounds that your phone picks up. So we kindly request that you be in a quiet place and I will call on each of you one at a time by name. Our meeting tonight is now open for the sharing of testimonies of healing through Christian science. Jeremy. I'm very grateful to be learning Christian science at this church and to be a member here. This coming month, our translator in Pakistan will start preparing the weekly lessons in Marathi, Nepali, Pashto, Persian, Sindhi, and Tamil. My gratitude tonight is for how God has been preparing us to take on this extra work 
by providing the inspiration and understanding needed to make little programs that work together to prepare the text, the audio, and the videos. Before coming to Plainfield, I had never done anything remotely like this type of work. It was only after coming here and learning that God created all of us to express his qualities and learning to demonstrate Christian science as we do this work for the world that I have begun to move beyond the limitations I had placed on myself. In the past years, I have noticed a change from feeling worthless and incapable, how I felt when I first came here, to feeling that whatever God gives me to do, I know it will come about because he is working through me. I'm so grateful to have been given this opportunity to prove Christian science in my life and to have the support of my practitioner along the way. It is, it is so wonderful, especially because I can now see how amazing it will be when all mankind begins to learn Christian science and work in that same manner. I'm very grateful to have this place and purpose and the joy that comes with it. Thank you. Thank you. Joanne from Florida, go ahead, please. Thank you. Um, I testified to this healing once before, but I feel it's worth repeating. All my life I suffered with chronic constipation. Sometimes I would go two or three days or more without a normal bowel movement and often would have to take medication for relief. When I came back to Plainfield Church and started working with a practitioner here, I asked her for help with this problem. One of the things she told me was to work daily with the definition of God in Science and Health by Mary Baker Eddy and apply it to me as God's idea. The definition reads, God, the great I am, the all-knowing, all-seeing, all-acting, all-wise, all-loving, and eternal. Principle, mind, soul, spirit, life, truth, love, all-substance, intelligence. I pray this every day, and when it says, the great I am, I add, the only I am that I am. That was almost three years ago, and my bowel movements have been normal every day since. I'm so grateful to the practitioner for this healing and for the deeper understanding of God that studying this definition has brought me. I'm grateful for membership in this church and to be here tonight amidst all this healing love. And thank you for those very fine readings tonight. Thank you. Betty from California. Go ahead, please. Good evening. Um, thank you for the music tonight and for the wonderful readings tonight. I wish to express gratitude for a healing of a fall. Um, about four or five weeks ago, uh, when my husband decided to clean out his office, and that's a whole nother healing, I decided to adjust the curtain in his office, and I caught my shoe on a chair mat, and down I went. I declared God good and apologized for my self-will regarding that curtain. 
my big toe and lower leg were uh, quite painful, um, but I was able to um, get up and walk carefully, declaring any truths I could think of, particularly the 91st Psalm with the angels. And the worst of the pain was gone, except, for, of course, when I had to move about and put socks on and stuff like that. After a couple of days, I finally called a practitioner um, from the Plainfield Church. She said it was impersonal malpractice, and to work with the 91st Psalm, especially verses 9 through 12, and that regards the angels and uh, how they'll hold you up when you dash your foot on against the stone, and also to handle the belief of age and falls, accidents, and I had mentioned something about balance, and she said, God balances the heavens, and that also I needed to be more active and suggested, you know, taking a walk every day. Well, not me, not every day, but to take more walks. Um, from that day, with working with the practitioner, um, with each day, there was a noticeable improvement until I was completely healed and walking freely and pain-free. This took some time, but it was, I mean, I just noticed every single day it was something, oh, now I can do this, and it didn't hurt. Partway through this, I was getting a Charlie horse feeling behind the, the one knee, and found myself walking it off. Finally, I said, okay, God, the practitioner is working and I'm working. What do I need to do? And very quickly came the thought, relax, and big old letters and a great big explanation point. I, I kind of laughed to myself, well, that makes sense. And, very, and so I did so. Mentally and physically, I worked on relaxing. And as I relaxed, that Charlie horse thing gradually got less and less until it disappeared. I darn near forgot about it when I was writing this testimony. Anyway, I am so grateful for Christian science as taught in this church for this healing and for lessons learned and progress made and for practitioner help during this time and over the years. Thank you. Thank you. Nancy, New Jersey. Nancy from New Jersey. Go ahead, please. <clears throat> Thank you for the beautiful readings and the music tonight. I feel so blessed to be a member of this church. We're, we are not only being taught Mrs. Eddy's pure Christian science, but to how to live and apply this science in all aspects of our life. I'm so grateful to God for placing me here in this loving, healing environment and providing me with opportunities to help in working for the church. I'm deeply grateful for our church practitioners for their tireless dedication in teaching this science, enriching and strengthening us, and helping us to grow in our understanding and demonstration. I'm also very grateful to my fellow church members for their examples of the brotherly love that I see and feel being expressed by each and every one of them. I'm so grateful for our website, which is rich in the spiritual food that meets our every need. 
In Science and Health, on page 583, Mrs. Eddy defines church as the structure of truth and love, whatever rests upon and proceeds from divine principle. To me, this describes the Plainfield Christian Science Church independent perfectly. The blessings that I have received since coming to the Plainfield Church are numerous, and they have been life-changing. I am deeply grateful for Christ Jesus, for Mary Baker Eddy, I cannot express my gratitude enough for my practitioner, for her patience, her encouragement, the love, and the strong, prayerful support. Thank you, Father, Mother, God, and good evening to all. Thank you. Thank you. Benjamin. Yeah. I'm so happy to be here tonight. And, um, and thanks to Amanda for the inspiring reading. Um, three days ago, um, just about around this time, um, my wife came down with um, a flu-like symptoms that was accompanied with um, severe pain all over her body. And um, it continued to get worse. Um, then I decided to call a practitioner from this church for help. Um, my wife, she's, she's new to Christian science and still learning. But she was very receptive when I told her that I was gonna call a practitioner to help us with prayers. And I called the practitioner, and uh, thank God um, for the practitioners we have in this church. She um, she was willing to help us, and um, she told me right away. Uh, she gave me some statement of truth. Then she told me to read from Science and Health, page three ninety to three ninety seven, and. Um, 94 Psalms. And one of the statements she gave me that means a lot to me is from 94 Psalms. It says, Because thou hast made because thou hast made the Lord, which is my refuge, even the most high, thy habitation, thou shall no evil before thee, neither shall any plague. Come neither dwelling. And this statement was so much true. And um, I walk with this statement. I remember that night reading this statement and other um, statement from Science and Health. Then I, I just look around our house and I can feel the presence of God occupying every space. And I was telling myself very loudly that time that God fills every space. And if God fills every space, error or evil in any form has no dwelling place here. And I continue to repeat this to myself and knowing this truth, as I read them to my wife, 
and the practitioner, the practitioner told me to call her back in the morning when she started to get better, which I did. By the morning, she already started to, you know, it was a completely different person from a few hours before. And um, the practitioner told me to continue to work with this statement from the 94 Psalms, which I did. By the end of the day, she was completely healed. The fever had left her, all the pains were completely gone. She started to eat well, which she was having difficulty doing the night before. And her breathing was completely normal. Her temperature had completely dropped. And um, I'm so, I can't describe my happiness for this um, quick healing. But I owe gratitude to the practitioner for her loving kindness and for making herself available um, when it was needed. I'm very grateful to Mary Baker Eddy for what she has given to this world through her discovery and her writings. I'm very grateful to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, for her for being so merciful to us all. Thank you. Thank you. Dave from Florida, go ahead, please. Yeah, hi. Um, the other day I was using a Q-tip in my ear and I pushed it in too far and pushed wax snug against my eardrum. The ear was totally plugged and I couldn't hear out of it. It wasn't clearing itself, and this went on for like the whole day. So the next day, I asked a practitioner for help. She said, truth removes properly whatever is offensive. And I worked with that thought all day. In a short time, I started feeling relief, and by the end of the day, the ear was entirely clear. I'm grateful for this quick healing and for the work of the practitioner. I'm also grateful for Christian Science and to be a member of this church that practices Christian Science the way Mrs. Eddy intended it. Thank you. Thank you. Shardy. Good evening to all. Thank you for the readings tonight and the wonderful music. I would like to tell of a recent event where I practice newfound trust and calm God is the cause and effect of everything in our lives, big and small. I found it necessary yesterday to locate a UPS store that I might use later in this week. My practitioner knew of this little trip and was supporting me. Not too far from me, but an unknown area where the location was on a very busy three-lane highway where the speed limit is 50 miles per hour in most places. That's where the UPS store was. I listened, or the, yes, I listened to my GPS. When I got to my destination, I was moving fast. And when the GPS said, turn here, I went zooming right past and did not see a UPS sign. Now, ordinarily, I would have just returned home but I was calm and undeterred. When I realized, as I was trying to go around the blocks to try again, that I couldn't take a right turn on the freeway, 
I was taken on a merry trip that took me up the mountain all around and getting back down where I had come from. The scenic view was beautiful and I was praying a thank you to God for his amazing world. Well, by the time I made my third trip by the UPS store and found it and made a fast turn into the entrance where I spotted a tiny store. I returned home. It had been an hour and a half for a trip that could be done in 15 minutes. I am so grateful for this experience of calm resolve, putting God in charge and finishing a task with joy. Thank you. Thank you. Bruce. Very thankful for the wonderful gems we have on our website. Um, recently there was a day where it looked like I had a lot of things lined up to do that day. Appointments and errands and much more. But I read this one article that we're featuring on the home page of our website and it's called The Law of God to This Day. And it's by Mary Baker Reddy. And one of the things that it says in this article, it says, all things which pertain to this day are already perfected, already arranged, and completed. Well, that, I'm grateful that I read that at the beginning of the day. It set my thought very calmly, which was quite nice. And uh, I got into the things that I had to do, and it just seemed like they just fell into place. When it was time for me to take off and go on an errand, uh, even though there was a lot of snow on the ground, found a place to park, got in, did my business quickly, and was on my way. And the same thing happened with my appointments and other things that I had to do that day. And at the end of the day, it was like God was telling me, you see, I had it all ordered all along. I'm so grateful for that. God sure is good. Thank you. Lil. Thank you for those wonderful readings and the beautiful music. I recently had a proof of God's ever-present love and to be always listening for his directions. Shortly after returning home from shopping, I was gathering my keys to put into my purse. I couldn't find my house keys looking everywhere. I stayed calm so I could hear God's message. He's always telling us what we need to know, so we must always be listening and obeying. I suddenly got a strong thought to check my house door on the driveway, which I hardly use, but did that day. I opened the door, and there were the keys and the outside lock, where I accidentally left them. I kept thanking God over and over for his loving direction and that I listened. God is blessing us everywhere, every moment. Thank you. Linda. Thank you very, very much for the readings tonight and the music. I want to express my gratitude to be learning what a merciful, gracious God we have. When, and while we learn to listen to the still, small voice, 
and let go of personal will and planning. For so many years, I prided myself in being very well organized and was often highly praised by employers for this skill. But through many trials, I have been put into situations where I was no longer able to use my effort to even do basic tasks. Everything was forcing me to turn to God for help, and it was worth the effort because things now, when I do this, go more smoothly. People who help me are professional, kind, and know what they're doing. And ideas come to me that prove to be exactly the right answer without any struggling or excessive research. This has been a blessing, although it's been a difficult lesson, but it's teaching me to turn to God as my source for timing, direction, and organization, and knowing the next step. I'm grateful for the prayerful support and instruction of my practitioner during these challenges, and for the many other people who have shared their experiences. I've been protected from mistakes. I've had what I call angel messages reminding me at the last minute to take care of something, and warnings which I'm learning to heed. I'm learning that when I feel pressure and overthink, then I start running into problems, delays, unhelpful people, and things that take my peace and time. When things go very well, I know these are not coincidences because of the exactness and the timing and the planning that uh, there's no way you can humanly do this and the protection that you get. I'm very grateful for learning to work daily, more consistently with the prayers and watching my thought because you get what you think. And I'm very grateful for all the classes and the reading material on our website. I'm very grateful to God and Christ Jesus and Mary Baker Eddy and this dear church. Thank you. Thank you. I was reminded recently that I used to be prone to get uh, muscle cramps in my legs very often. And uh, a, I had mo mentioned it to a practitioner, and the practitioner reminded me of a statement in Science and Health that says, muscles are thought forces. And that just, I thought that was wonderful. That kind of took all the fear off, off of my, um, my thinking about, about the cramps. And... Um, so I used to, I would pray with that before I'd go to bed at night, and that my thought is strong in God. It's governed by God, and it can't be manipulated. And that was always such a help, too. And um, very soon after that, the muscle cramps stopped, and I hardly ever get them at all anymore. I'm so very grateful for how practical science and health is and, and Mrs. Eddy's teachings, that we can use them and get wonderful effects from them. I'm so very grateful to, for Christian science and grateful for this church and for practitioner help. Thank you. Nebraska. Sandy from Nebraska. Go ahead, please. Okay, I just want to very quickly... Um, just make some remarks. I was looking at some of the comments about the Psalm 91, the interpretation, the Miss um, Doris Y. Evans did to the Psalm 91. 
So as I was looking, I guess I was looking at comments. People were saying they like the accent of the person who have the accent from England or New Zealand or Australia. And then uh, I was thinking, okay, that's not what is important. The, I say, let me look and look at the website and, and read about Miss Dory Y. Evans. I've been studying and reading of your website, Miss Dory Y. Evans. Incredible, incredible. Her humility. It's amazing what you guys are doing every day. I'm marvelous. I even feel guilty. I say this is the the pearl of great. This is the pearl of great price, Miss Dory White Evans. And and she was talking about her when she got married and a lot of, and her family. Everybody was suffering obesity. And she started working about and how she got her demonstration, and she went from one side to size eight. And I've been studying all day. I've been taking away because I always heard Miss Mary Beth mention Miss Evans, Miss Evans. Now I know who was Miss Doris White Evans. And the important is not the accent of the person that reads the sign 91. It's the, in, the spiritual interpretation, the, the illumination of Doris White Evans. And also on your website, how you guys confront the error from the mother church. And now I, I, I see clearly because I wasn't understanding and the moral courage that you guys putting all this stuff, I keep it forwarded to everybody around the world. They, I said, this is the short independent Christian scientist, New Jersey and US and the United States of America. This is the ones that are giving the teachings of Miss Mary Baker Eddy the way she intended without getting people memorized by the Mother Church. I'm so grateful the opportunity in my lifetime to encounter you guys in the Pentecostal Christian Sciences, New Jersey. I'm so joyful. I'm so grateful. Everything on the website is so much food. It's so much fruitish. I just, my life is better. Um, uh, like Miss Mary, Be uh, Mary Baker Eddy say, you, you know, uh, as you find this, never go back to error. Every day, I feel so much joy in my life. And now that I get to, on, to meet this wonderful lady that she's still growing in a different plane, Miss Doris White Evans. I'm so grateful for independent Christian scientists, New Jersey. I'm so grateful for Mary Baker Eddy, and I'm so grateful for Jesus Christ. I'm just so grateful also for the United States of America. They brought this teaching forward by the Illuminator of Mary Baker Eddy. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Kara from New Mexico. Go ahead, please. Can you hear me now? Yes, thank you. Thank you. Sure. Um, 
Thank you so much for those wonderful readings and for all of the online services that Plainfield offers to those of us who can listen in from wherever we are. And I always hear something that sustains me. At last Sunday's roundtable, there was a wonderful discussion about keeping our windows clean so that the truth can shine through. And that made me think about something that ended up being really beneficial all week. Many years ago, I had the privilege of visiting the conservation lab of one of the world's greatest museums, and they were cleaning a Van Gogh painting. Of course, it was incredible to see this masterpiece in such a private and intimate setting. But one of the things the conservationist told us, which I've never forgotten, is that as the science of art conservation improved, they learned things about paintings that they could have never discovered before. This particular painting, everyone thought it had a very distinctive background. It was a very strange, pale pink. And over the years, art historians had theorized about why Van Gogh had chosen that particular color. Well, what the conservationists discovered was that Van Gogh hadn't chosen that color at all. The background had turned pink over time. And apparently, many colors change over time. And it takes cleaning a painting to be able to see what the artist originally intended. Lately, I've been praying about the belief of chronic conditions. And chronic, of course, means ongoing over time. And I've been really trying to pay attention to something else I heard in the roundtable, surplus thinking. And my surplus thinking about the ways animal magnetism would slide in little lies like, oh, things just change as we get older, but not always for the better. Or that's been going on so long and you'll just learn to live with it. Or, you know, everyone experiences something like this. But what I'm learning at Plainfield is that if I remember to clean my thoughts with the science of Christ, then I can experience what I saw in that Van Gogh, how it and I were originally created. Perfect God, perfect creation, perfect me. And that's not some platitude. What we're taught here at Plainfield is to work and to watch and to pray and to clean our thoughts of everything that was not created by God so that we can always and only see the perfection God created and maintains continually. And thanks to the roundtable, that reminder was just what I needed this week. I'm so grateful for the rigorous practice of Christian science here at Plainfield, practitioner support, and the incredible online study resources. Um, And I'm grateful to be here this evening. Thank you. Thank you. Gary. One of the many uh, life-changing lessons that I am grateful for um, is... uh, Learning what the true, 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 what success really is. Um, I mean, we all want to succeed. It's a natural desire. At least it's something. Um, and when I came to the Plainfield Church as a young adult, I had always thought of success out of the way the world thinks of it. And I continued to think of it that way. Um, you know, Achieving things people that people could see and and admire um, more money a better job um, just you know things and uh, after coming to Plainfield I I saw I began to see a pattern 
uh, every once in a while I would be blessed with something that uh, would be considered success. And uh, whenever it happened, I would feel good for a day and then lose it. (laughs) And feel like, well, I guess I have to achieve something else or exceed it or whatever. And, uh, and although I didn't realize it at the time, I, I was driven. And it was not a happy driven. And it was not a fulfilling life. And after being a member of this church here for a while, I talked to a practitioner about it. And the practitioner asked me, where is God in all this? Who is being blessed by this? And that got me thinking, and it got me to start changing the way I looked at success. Um, And I realized that success is not anything like what the world tells you it is. And with the help of that practitioner, I began to realize that success is obeying and pleasing God, period. Nothing else, nothing more, nothing less. It's that simple. And realizing that made a huge difference in my life. I began to make some changes. I I left a job that was considered to be really, really successful because I was miserable in it. Got a job that enabled me to spend more time with uh, my family and my church and my friends here uh, and do more other things that God wanted me to do. And that has only progressed. Uh, and as a result of that, those changes, I can tell you I'm a much happier person. Uh, And when I am blessed, I thank God for the blessing. Uh, I find that I have more time to do things and more desire to do things for others. And that gives me a happiness that I've never lost and nobody can ever take it from me. I feel like I've been freed from a very destructive belief about success that would have made my life miserable had I not been lifted out of it by Christian science. Uh, I lack nothing. My family lacks nothing. And the church that I'm a member of lacks nothing. And for that I'm very grateful because God takes good care of us. So I thank God. I thank the practitioner for showing me what success really is. And I thank Mary Baker Reddy for giving us this science of life, the science of Christianity, which makes all things plain. So good to be with you all tonight. Thank you. Florence from Georgia. Go ahead, please. Thank you. Thank you, Amanda, for those special readings about God and his wonderful creation, which really help us appreciate his perfection. 
many, many, many mornings when I've woken up and felt miserable one way or the other. It's so wonderful to see the birds chirping, to see the birds flying and chirping, and see the squirrels just busy about looking for their nuts. And I must say many times, just looking at that has helped uplift my thinking. The beauty all these creatures express show God's almightiness and his allness. And at times marveling about how how uniquely some of these birds are colored, I just sit there and I'm like, what kind of an artist could do this? Recently, there is a group of birds that or every year they come around and they are it's totally black and then a very beautiful orange streak right around their wing there. It just is it's impressive. And all this helped me to see what a great God we have. It helps me to see and praise his wonderful name. I just wanted to say I am so grateful for everything that God has made that help us love him more and find how to love ourselves and our brother man. I'm happy to be here tonight. Thank you. Mary. Good evening. I'll start off with our church website, Bulletin Board, uh, Virginia. Many thanks for the Bible study, February 20th, with Solomon's words from Ecclesiastes and bringing out Jesus' teachings. Also thanks for the Sunday Roundtable, rich with words of truth, direction, and enlightening information of correct action and how to be alert. The culmination of all was truly wonderful. With the Sunday service, everything was inspiring and uplifting from the scriptural readings and the readings of fruitage and miscellaneous writings to the readings of the lesson sermon and the choral offering. God's hand was on it all. Thank you. In North Carolina, Gilbert Carpenter in Watch 29 compares man's spiritual growth to that of a tree and that a proper balance be struck between a man's comprehension of the truth, that part of the tree above ground, and his demonstration of that truth, that part which is rooted below the ground. He makes reference to Mrs. Eddy, telling us we can only understand what we can demonstrate. I was particularly struck by his use of a tree to make this point. It is amazing to me that there is a place in a tree where decisions are made to grow down and root into the earth or grow up into the light. This divine intelligence ensures not only the direction, but the exact proportions necessary, both above and below ground, to create balance. Such harmonious design is a beautiful model for us to emulate, growing towards the light in greater understanding of God's allness, while rooted in demonstrating that understanding, creating balance and harmony. How grateful I am for divine intelligence. And this um, email from Trinidad. Someone new, I think. Thank you for the wonderful things you are all doing. I am from Trinidad, and I enjoy all the readings and services. I love to hear Florence and Gary. Thank you. <laughs> and then this 
testimony from California. I would like to express gratitude for all that I am learning at the Plainfield Christian Science Independent Church. One lesson I am learning is to hand matters off to God. As a child, we played a game called Hot Potato, where we would pass a ball around to music playing. When the music stopped, the person holding the ball lost. I feel like I am playing that, this game now. The music is playing. I am the only player. How fast I can get rid of the hot potato, or what I'm now calling animal magnetism, <laughs> before being caught with it and losing the game. Each day brings new opportunities for playing the game. I was recently involved in a car accident. It was not my fault, and it totaled my vehicle. Over the past two weeks, time would have been free to pursue my Christian science studies has been used in part to deal with insurance companies. I've had times where I felt great frustration at how things were operating and disappointment in people. However, at each point where the frustration was at its worst, a gentle reminder came to me to place the matter in God's hands and listen for his direction. When I did this, throwing away the hot potato, <laughs> harmonious resolutions came. An incident with the car rental company was resolved in a way which demonstrated God's ever-present love, and I was blessed with finding a new car, which was better than anything I had previously ever known. I am so grateful to be waking up to the need to put things under God's care sooner rather than later. Mrs. Eddy's poem, The Mother's Evening Prayer, one of our hymns, tells us to turn things over to God, who is our refuge, and she prevents a very strong case for doing so. Tonight I thank God for leading me to the Plainfield Christian Science Independent Church, for the early workers in Christian Science, for our practitioners and members who continually demonstrate their love of God, Christ Jesus, Mrs. Eddy, and her revelation of Christian Science. And then a testimony from Missouri. On page 254 of our textbook, Science and Health with Key to the Scriptures by Mary Baker Eddy, it states, quote, Individuals are consistent, who watching and praying can run and not be weary, walk and not faint, who gain good rapidly and hold their position, or attain slowly and yield not to discouragement. This testimony of healing is meant to encourage those who may be tempted to yield to discouragement, as it was not a quick healing, but one that I attained slowly over many months. Ironically, it is at the same time a testimony to the truth of what we read in Hebrews 4.12, which promises, For the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. As part of my duties as a member of a joint institutional committee which was holding church services and conference sessions in local jails and state prisons at the time, I visited such facilities on a weekly basis. During many months, in spite of consistent prayer on my own, on my own for healing, as well as receiving help from a Christian Science practitioner, a rash that started inconspicuously on the palm of one of my hands where it could easily be kept out of sight, eventually spread to the back of both my hands and started to creep up my fingers. It was itchy, uncomfortable, and ugly. 
though I did my best to keep it covered with makeup and or band-aids as much as possible. I worked to refute the material picture and thought consistently throughout each day, though it was difficult with my hands constantly in view. Then, one morning while serving at a medium security jail, an inmate who had heard about Christian science and our committee's work from other inmates, but who was housed in a different part of the institution than where we regularly served, requested a visit. I gained permission to visit this new inquirer, which necessitated walking down several very long corridors and going through several large automatic sliding doors to get to his area in the jail. As I was standing in front of one of the doors, I noticed a simple three-word sign in large capital letters that was posted with a warning to prevent potential injuries. It read, Keep hands clear. When my eye caught those words, I almost laughed out loud, considering that the state of the skin on my hands was anything but clear. After visiting with the inmate, I had time to ponder the three words I had read on the warning sign during my drive home. During my study, I had been reminded that in the interpreter's Bible, it states that, Quote, the hand of the Lord is regular, is a regular metaphor for the power of God, end quote. <clears throat> so, keep hands clear, became to my receptive thought this warning or directive. Keep the power of God clear in your consciousness. In other words, remember at all times that the power of God is the only power and that there is no other power but his. <clears throat> the lesson or message that I received through these simple three words that day was quick and powerful one to my thinking. Thus, the many months long and, and the spreading rash on both of my hands was quickly arrested and healed, and all signs of any source completely cleared up within about a week, <clears throat> thus proving what our leader states in the textbook on page 365 that if the patient is reached by divine love, <clears throat> the disease will vanish into its native nothingness, like dew before the morning sunshine. My thought reached by divine love that day, and with just three words, the challenge was quickly healed as the mesmerism was broken and the soil of my consciousness had been cultivated and prepared by God during the preceding months of study and prayer, to receive the needed enlightenment. So even when a healing seems to be elusive and delayed, we can yield not to discouragement. Rather, we can be consistent in standing fast and in knowing that progress, which is the law of God, is made and we can remain calm, confident, and unswerving in knowing that the healing is going on, though it may not yet be manifest visibly. <clears throat> and I have some more, but I'll wait till next week. I just wanted to say how grateful I am for those beautiful readings. It's so important that we love all of God's creation and that we live in harmony with all of it and see it rightfully, so beautifully read. It was also read from Rudimental Divine Science by Mrs. Eddy. To sense the lion of today is the lion of 6,000 years ago, 
but in science, spirit sends forth its own harmless likeness. And just reminded me, because this week some of us went to our little local theater, we saw a movie that Carrie had sent us, a DVD called The Book of Daniel. And there's just a beautiful scene in that movie of Daniel in the lion's den. Looks much like the picture we've talked about that was painted that Mrs. Eddy had on the wall of her bedroom with Daniel looking toward the light and the lions peacefully sitting around him. And so it is when we're in that state of calm, loving reliance on the Father, even what would seem um, bestial ferocity will not be that. It will be living in harmony with all of God's creatures. Such a beautiful demonstration of that. So thank you for those beautiful readings. And I'm so grateful to be with you all and hear the wonderful healings you've had all week. And have a good night. Thank you. To close our meeting, Linda, will you please announce the last hymn? Hymn number 329. The heavens declare the glory of him who made all things. Each day repeats the story. Each night his tribute brings. To earth's remotest border, his mighty power is known. In beauty, grandeur, order, his handiwork is shown. Hymn number 329.